0: What's up, Internet? You're tuned into episode 73 of the podcast. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined as always by my very good friends, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello. And DJ the Future, Lewis. <laughs> What's up, people? Welcome back to the show, boys. Thank you.
1: Yeah, hello. How are we doing this week? Yeah, yeah great. Not bad. I f- I- I'm actually doing really well. <laughs> as opposed bad. to every other week. <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah i was like i don't know why i was expecting more from you usually you come with something hot but you're both like no yeah we're good i mean it's probably the first yeah. time i felt good in 2020 yeah so, fuck this yeah.
1: show no. actually i think it is i think it's like i think i finally come to terms with that the whole world's just a shit storm and i just um i'm getting pleasure out of minor things in my life it's great
0: yeah. that's just all you can do really these days <laughs> So uh, I hope that all of you at home are having a good week, too. If this is your first time joining us, welcome to the podcast, looppots.com's weekly Nintendo podcast, where we get together and talk about all things Nintendo. If you want to show your support for the show, remember you can give us a like on your audio platform of choice, subscribe to our RSS feed so that you know when our shows go live every Monday morning in whatever time zone you find yourself in. And if you want to connect with us on some other places around the web, you can, of course, follow at LootPots on Twitter and Instagram. Head over to LootPots.com, where we've got all of our Nintendo news and reviews and uh, pretty much home base for everything that we do here at LootPots. And if you want to check out some of our video content, you can head over to our YouTube channel or visit us at twitch.tv slash LootPots, where we are regularly streaming twice a week now. Uh, Steve has been doing some solo streams on Mondays, most recently working on Coffee Talk for our upcoming game club. Uh, don't know what he'll be doing this Monday. you have any plans, Steve?
1: Not currently. Um, I think I'm going to have a look through I may play some Crayola Scoot because I was having oh, a look through my no. old games. And I was like, <laughs> you know, I, I, Tony Hawk's announcements kind of got me in that vibe that I want to play sure. some skateboarding stuff. But there's nothing really other than um, Crayola Scoot that kind of scratches that itch for me on Twitch.
2: Tune into the high quality uh, Crayola Scoot gameplay. Play-through,
0: yeah, Wall everybody's got to pick it up. Game of the year game of the year 2018 right steve
1: <laughs> it honestly it's such it's such fun like you just skate around and you just carve up some ink which makes zero sense and it just is basically a splatoon rip-off with a mash of some but with scooters. stuff yeah
0: <laughs> it's good stuff uh, and on Thursdays, I uh, I and generally DJ have been streaming a little bit of Animal Crossing, uh, so hopefully you've been tuning in for that. It's been a blast. Uh, we recently hit affiliate, so thank you if you've been tuning in. If not, uh, it's a great way to come hang out with us. And uh, then if you want to get your thoughts read on the show, like some of the fine folks in our mail pot did, you can go and join our Discord, where we have a podcast channel where we collect questions for the show every week. You can write into me at Pete at Loupots.com, uh, just like... Uh, Sobe did this week and uh, you can also um, hit up our weekly Twitter thread where uh, we'll throw up uh, on the day of recording which is on Thursdays where we're asking for your questions. So all great ways that you can go and be a part of the show and then last plug is uh, if you want to go above and beyond to show your support for what we're doing here at Loop Pots and the Potscast, you can head over to Patreon.com slash where if you get us at that $1 level, you'll get access to our Patreon-exclusive post-show after dark, uh, where we keep the party rolling and we talk about stuff that's not related to Nintendo. You know, sometimes we answer questions that didn't fit in the main show. Uh, it's a great time, and if you go and support us now, you've got, like, 30-some-odd episodes that we did back when it was at the $5 level that you'll get immediate access to, so it's, like... A ton of content for a buck, uh, and it's a great way to show your support. So uh, we hope you'll head over there and uh, and do so. So with all that out of the way, let's jump into what we've been playing this week. <laughs> uh, I am going gonna, gonna to start because we were just talking about Coffee Talk. Uh, I started playing Coffee Talk this week. We've got our game club coming up later this month, so if you want to be a part of it, you can go and download Coffee Talk for yourself and uh, play the game. Send in your questions, be a part of that conversation when that special episode of the show goes live, and we're going to have a YouTube video, all kinds of stuff. It's going to be real exciting, so we hope you'll come be a part of it. Um, I am – I want to say, like, maybe – I don't know, maybe, like, maybe an hour-ish over in, because the game's only, like, mm-hmm. two or three hours, I think,
1: right? Apparently but then i've played i've so f- somehow played 3 hours and i'm i don't know where i am in the game i'm i'm just on september 30th yeah
2: okay. i i think you're relatively close i must have like snowplowed through the game because i finished in 3 hours but you were going through the facebook thing steve and you know you were doing all that. i didn't I do i did yeah and
1: and then on, and then on the last stream i found out that There's different articles that go into Mm -hmm. the like um, New York Times app for the newspaper she she writes. Yeah, I've been reading on her phone every day. So I went through and started reading some of those because it relates to like usually the some characters that came in the day before, and so it's quite interesting to see what her story and her take on what happened in the coffee shop was the Mm -hmm. next day, which has been quite fun, and and also like going through all the music and stuff. So there's a bunch of stuff that you can I guess kind of max out on. Um, plus and like then,
0: with you streaming it i'm sure that's ballooning how long it was taking you to achieve yes, certain things because yeah, you're stopping definitely. and like interacting with chat and stuff so but because i want to say i'm three or four days in like in game oh, so i don't know how many days you go through
1: that's what there. Yeah, that's what i got through on the first stream mm-hmm. i got to the fourth or fifth day yeah um, so i think i did four days and then ended and did the second second stream and did a few more days
0: yeah because i think i <clears throat> I think I've played it twice and I've gotten that far in two sittings. Like I think I've put about a half hour into it every time I've played it. So I, I don't know. Mm. I, I that's where I'm at. Like I think the most recent thing that I experienced was the the thing with the the young the younger girl who can transform. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think so. I'm
1: going to uh, it's going to be one of those games I sip on now up until we uh we do the the game club. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) Um, just because I I fancy like just doing one day at a time, maybe like just before I go to bed, reading through just because it's it's all set at night anyway. So it kind of fits in with that vibe of just winding down at the end of the day. Somehow I have no idea how she has a triple shot of espresso at midnight, but whatever. (laughs) Um, And and that's how I think I'm going to be continuing to play the game. What do you think of it anyway so far, Pete?
0: I enjoy it. Um, I think it's like, it feels like other games that I've played, you know, like I, I think I called out how it reminded me of Valhalla, which is like the bartending game that I really couldn't get into. um, And this like immediately clicked with me. I like, I really like the art style and the music is really good. And in general, I think it hits, it hits a good mix for me in terms of like where I like to live with my fiction, you know, because I think... I I think that a lot of the humor is is genuinely pretty funny. And I like that it's also serious, you know? And, like, even just in the few stories that I've experienced so far, you know, like, some of the stakes have been really serious or it's dealt with, like, pretty, you know, weighty themes that, you know, um, that are things that people have to deal with. And uh, the fact that it deals with them in ways that feel earnest and you know um heartfelt is like something that i i appreciate you know and i think like i i'm definitely into the the modern movement of like art that's not cynical you know and that like is willing to go there and you know um and like try to just say something that's like kind and, like, I don't know, I, I dig that about it. Like, in general, it feels, like, very relaxing because even the stuff that's serious um, is dealt with in a real sensitive and, and humanizing way. I think. Yeah,
2: I think that's actually a really good point because when you think about it, the gameplay is very simple um, to the point where it's, you know, it's it's visual novel, right? So when you have that visual novel aspect what do you have to do you have to really craft these characters and these stories and if you don't hit that note then you know what is it you know it's just not good so they did a really good job with that
0: you know that part it's a very cozy game very and i dig that about it
1: yeah i was saying on the stream that like i I, i've always heard that seattle always rains and it always seems to be raining in that game. Yeah. i was <laughs> just like, so sometime it's got to let off, right? It's gotta, the rain's got to stop at some point.
0: I feel like it's going to be like a narrative moment. I think know? so too, yeah. <clears throat> It'll be no the only spoilers, time we DJ. see daytime or something.
2: <laughs> There's some parts that, that come up I think you guys will really enjoy. So I'm, I'm glad everybody's liking it so far. I haven't met anybody, at least in the Lupots team team, who, who are playing it that haven't at least said that they've been enjoying it. So that's good.
1: Yeah, I mean I've got I've got some thoughts on it but I'll say reserve those for mm-hmm. the the game club um rather sure. than just going over them here and then mm-hmm. repeating myself later.
0: So, <clears throat> what have you guys been playing?
1: Steve, you have a lot going there. Uh, well, yeah. You say that, but uh, some of it's Animal Crossing, which to be honest, I think we're going to have to just not bother putting that on the list at some point because every single week has been <laughs> Animal Crossing. And yeah. o- honestly, I've got very little to talk about that game anymore because mm. until like the, the museum event happens, I'm kind of just done with it. I'm just mm. plodding along and doing daily stuff at the moment. It's not really yeah. like I've got anything exciting going on with it.
0: Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I really don't have much going on this week.
1: Whereas, uh, so I, I took the time and I've been playing a, a few other games. So, Pete, you played The Last of Us uh, not long ago and we did an After Dark episode mm-hmm. on it. Um, so, I've been replaying that because obviously number two is coming out next next month. And I forgot how great that game is. I absolutely had a blast playing playing through it. I think I said to you when we recorded a show the, uh, on Thursday or uh, or the weekend um, that I just finished the sniper section um okay and, and so i we left that we left that core, and i went and i basically just blasted through the rest of the game i finished oh really it. yeah yeah damn I, just, I did it like the rest of it in one sitting uh which was great um and then i was like hunting for something else to play last night and i thought i should probably play Shamu 3 i backed it on kickstarter like god knows how many years ago it finally came out on the ps4 uh i had it downloaded Oh fuck me, that game is terrible. I couldn't even I couldn't oh. get I couldn't get past the first village. It's so, so bad. The dialogue's horrendous. The English dub is just horrific. She reiterates herself so many times that the village is just up ahead, and I'm just like, well, why don't we just fast forward to the village rather than having you move three steps and then you say the same thing again in a cutscene and we see you do it over and over again. And then we get to the village and there's this really weird like sumo wrestler guy doing what looks like a dance. I put it all over on my Twitter if you want to have a look. Some of it's absolutely hilarious. Oh, and and Ryu, the guy, he walks like the Terminator. Like,
0: everywhere he's going. (laughs) He he, he has that, like, his his shoulders are very square.
1: Yeah, and then when he runs, it's still the shoulder square, so he's, like, fucking <laughs> <like laughs> duck, belting duck, duck, it down. <laughs> it literally looks like the Terminator's coming towards you. It's just terrible. And and again, that it was done on a budget, and it was a Kickstarter game. But it's, I think it's but, also
0: intentional, though, because
1: that's, like, what the old games are like. To some extent, but the old games, like, I played the old games last year when Sega re-released them on on the Xbox. And so I, I played through all of those and and I loved it, but that could be be because I had nostalgia for it. But then playing yeah. this now, it just feels bad. It feels old. The dialogue feels awful, and I just don't think I'll be playing it and finishing it. I'm just I'm gonna stick with the games I know and have nostalgia for, and I'm just gonna forget about it. It's like Indiana Jones and the the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. As far as I'm yeah. concerned, that movie just didn't happen. It ended. <laughs> it ended at the Last Crusade. That's it. And um, it's just done and dusted. In a Nice little trilogy. Shemu, I'm just gonna pretend that number three never happened, I think, because it's a bit of a car crash.
0: (laughs) Ringing endorsement from you, damn. (laughs) So, DJ, on yours, uh, you have not switch, yeah. What, how could you be playing not switch?
2: Yeah, not switch, it's a great game. Um, (laughs) no, so, (laughs) um, typically, I'll play now that I have a uh, gaming PC. Um, I'll just I'll try some different stuff out. One game that I've been playing on PC even before I had a decent gaming PC has been Dead by Daylight, which is also on the Switch. Can't recommend it nice. on Switch, but it's there.
0: Um, it is a fun game. It's is that the one fun. where you
1: have to like put people up on the trees and like cut them down yeah. from the tree? Oh, I love playing that on the. I played it on the PlayStation with my sister a few times. It's actually really really fun.
2: Yeah, you you hook people and you have to like get them off the hook, and it's you know this trial and you're trying to escape. It's very you know
1: saw meets
2: friday 13th you know survivor horror 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 survival horror um it's fun you know so you you get a group of people you know group of friends or whatever you can play online and uh yeah so that and animal crossing which of course why wouldn't it
0: be yeah. animal crossing so speaking of animal crossing <laughs> Uh, I, I'm with Steve on on tabling it this week because it doesn't really feel like any of us have anything hot to say. Yes. Um, but there was a little piece of news that came out uh, earlier today actually, um, about how there is going to be an Animal Crossing New Horizons manga launching in June. <laughs> and I' I'm, I'm like I'm pretty excited for this, honestly. Like there was a Animal Crossing uh, anime. They did Mm -hmm. a few years ago, like, during the 3DS New Leaf era um, that was only released in Japan, but I I watched it with subtitles um, years ago, and and I was, like, very charmed by it, you know? I don't know how eager I am for it um, considering we have New Horizons and, like, I'm still actively playing it, so I'm not as, like, hungry for Animal Crossing media, but what do you guys – What do you guys think about this? Is this something you could see yourself getting interested in?
2: Yeah, I I totally think I could get interested in it. There were were some good ideas in the Discord actually, where Animal Crossing actually has like a lot of unexplored lore, like with the Able Sisters, and that was brought up. I've been I've been thinking about that. They have like Tom
0: Nook's history.
2: (laughs) Yeah, or like Blathers. You know, why is Blathers so afraid of freaking bugs? Like we could explore that. That could be a whole chapter. You know, so it's all stuff we
0: have canon answers to, but like it's in Wild World. Let's get it in a book. Yeah, yeah. Well, accessible. yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah, and or just like explore it further. So, yeah, I could totally get into this.
1: I I, I won't touch it with the barge pole. I know I won't ever uh, ever read it. Another uh, nice <laughs> It might be nice to collect. Do you know what I really want them to do? And I thought about this the the other day. Do do you guys have the Mister Men books in America? Mr. Men? Yeah, look up Mr. Men. There's, like, Little Miss Chatterbox, Mr. Tickle, a bunch of them. And each character had their own... <laughs> now, I know, it sounds really bad. But uh, each character had their own little book. I'd love them to do that for each of the, oh! the, the villagers or the islanders. And if, yeah. like, you know, you could get one that was Goldie, and it was, like, a little story about Goldie and, like, some like nice illustrations and stuff, I think that would be a really cool thing that they could do. And you could have, like, the whole collection of all of the different characters um, characters that are in animal crossing
0: that would be rad that'd be cute i definitely know mr men i recognize it i don't think it's as big of a thing here it sounded familiar yeah according
1: to wikipedia they've sold over 100 million copies worldwide across 28 countries
0: damn good pretty good that's like that's that's like animal crossing numbers almost (laughs) (laughs) all right so moving on to the main event this week uh nintendo saved our asses today by just shadow dropping a trailer for paper mario the origami king coming in july july 17th just a few weeks away uh what did you guys what did you guys think about the trailer what is your, what's your level of excitement for this
2: so hype super hype. it looks it looks good i understand people being like cautiously optimistic just you know from paper mario's track record recently but yeah. I, i'm no paper mario connoisseur um but it, it looks great like it looks beautiful um it has this like weird dark like very kind, almost scary like theme yeah. right in the beginning you know it's just, it like, has boom, very yeah.
0: spooky fucking energy man <laughs> like it's
1: creepy it was freaking weird but i was like so for it i watched the trailer with macaulay who had absolutely f- zero idea what this game was And Peach came on, and she was, like, doing that whole, like, bad guy routine. Mm -hmm. And the the words that came out of their mouth was, all those years of playing with Mario, and it turns out she was in on the deal. Like, they just genuinely couldn't (laughs) believe that, like, she she was turning against Mario. They were, like, heartbroken about it. I
0: think the funny thing is that, like, Peach is the villain, and it seems like Bowser's, like, your sidekick. Mm -hmm. Because, like, folded up Bowser is, Uh like, following Mario around. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I... Uh, My initial reaction to this is, like, very positive in terms of, like, I think the graphics look good. Like, I like the whole, like, spooky origami peach thing. Like, that all sounds cool. Um, Obviously, there is some concern about the, um, you know, like, the the fact that the the combat system system Mm -hmm. looks a little bit, like, weird. And that's kind of been the thing that's been bad about the last couple Super Mario, or uh, Paper Marios, rather so i get that concern i share those concerns i am choosing to remain cautiously optimistic mm-hmm. um because i think it looks really cool yeah and i want a good paper mario game um i just you know we'll have to see what that looks like because at this point there are more bad Paper Mario games than good ones. Yeah, and
2: I, I like, I totally understand. But, like, a lot of people, this is going to be, at least from what I read on Twitter, and just this is kind of like the nature of franchises coming to the Switch. A lot of people's yeah. first Paper Mario game is probably going to be this, and it has a lot going for it just by nature. You know, being on the Switch, number one, um, and number two, it, it kind of seems, at least right now, it has a little bit of room to breathe as its own type of thing, because we have really nothing else coming throughout the summer that we know of yet.
1: So, Well, I was just about to raise that. Did you guys see, and I don't think either you did, the Venture Beat arc or the Pikmin 3 Deluxe might be on its way to the Nintendo Switch as well.
2: Yeah, I read that.
0: I read that, yeah. I didn't see that. Why is that in the news? That's oh, breaking news, everybody!
2: <laughs> show, show me, show me a trailer. By the way, I don't give a shit about Pikmin. I can't get into it.
1: Wow! Yo. I hope Pixel's not listening to this. After. Hot
2: take. <laughs> That's like I'm the anti-Pixel. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no Witcher,
0: no Pikmin. Fair enough. Um, yeah.
1: So I don't know. I I'm I'm extremely excited about this game. Like really excited mm. about this game. Good. I I think it looks great, and the there's like a an unlisted video on the Nintendo Japanese YouTube channel, which I don't know where it came from, um, which like shows like a little demo video of the battle system, which seems mm-hmm. to, it seems to be fine to me. It looks okay. I I have I never played any of the 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 quote unquote bad Paper Mario's. Like what was the the color color splash uh color splash Splash is the
0: wii u one but i think sticker star is the one that everybody like really fucking hates that's the one that was on 3ds um and then there was super paper mario on wii Mm -hmm. which i just i think that one um, started a down i'm not sure what the problem (laughs) is with that one frankly because i'm with you i've never played any of the quote-unquote bad ones no um but i believe the overwhelming like public opinion about it because like when you think about the fact that like there are a lot of mediocre Nintendo games that like people are apologists for the fact that people like how beloved the first two Paper Marios are the fact that everyone's like "Mm," like it's really just not what it used to be you know like we've seen that with a few Nintendo franchises and the question is now is this you know the the Breath of the Wild moment where it's like return to form like brings it back to relevance, mm-hmm. you know, series defining game or is it mm, you know, uh Super Mario Party or Mario Tennis Aces that it's like yeah, it's fine but it's not it's not the return yeah. that we want. H- hard you know, to say, that, like, right? Like the fans like, are clamoring for.
2: Hard to say right now. I have a hard time oh, yeah. believing that it'll ever there will ever be a return to form. I don't think Paper Mario is a franchise that kind of um, would even benefit financially from a return to form. Like, yeah, core fans are gonna gonna just go crazy for it, but it's probably not gonna like sell any better as a
0: return to form. I mean, a Paper Mario game is a Paper Mario game. See, my thing is, I think, I think I I don't fully agree with that because I think Mario as a brand. Is so much stronger than we ever give it credit for in terms of like having the name Mario on your game makes it sell, and maybe it's not going to be like a fifteen million units kind of game, but I but like a really 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 good Paper Mario game I think could sell as well as like a Fire Emblem, you know, yeah, and like but not but whether be...
2: it was a return to form or not, it's probably still going to hit similar numbers in that way.
0: Mm, right? I see what you mean. I mean, I, I don't yeah, know. I, I guess. I, I, I think you're probably right that like several million copies will get sold no matter what, because of what it is, and that like people are already pre-ordering it because they want it to be good. I did. but I think I think the thing is that if that's all it is, then that's probably where it's overall like lifetime sales are gonna go, mm-hmm. right? Like you'll get that initial investment and then people will stop talking about it. Yeah. But if it's a game that people constantly bring up as, This is one of the top five best games on Switch, or this is like, you know, one of the top 10 best games on Switch. The new people who come in and buy the Switch will be more likely to pick it up. And it could, you know, be one of those evergreen titles. But who knows?
1: Well, like, imagine if if Fire Emblem Three Houses wasn't that great of a game and everyone wasn't talking about it as maybe this is like a game of the year contender and everyone needs to go out and buy it. I don't think you would have bothered picking it up because you were kind of iffy on it before it came out anyway. I got it on launch day, though. But Yeah, but that was because you saw the reviews, which was like 10 out of 10, this game's great, you need to go pick it up, and everyone was talking about it as this is a hot game. If it came out and the reviews were like lukewarm, like it's great for Fire Emblem fans, but other people might want to miss on it, you probably wouldn't have picked it up because you're not big into the Fire Emblem franchise. Whereas Paper, Paper Mario's got two things going for it. It's got the Mario name and the fact that this one could actually be a really good game. And if... If both of those are true, and this is the only new Mario game we've had on Switch since, um, well, I get, if you don't include well, it, Mario Maker, if you don't include Mario Maker, then since Mario Odyssey, and so uh, it, it's it's the first kind of new outing for Mario um, since then. So neither of you mentioned the like big little, big well, I guess little tease at the end of the Samus helmet <laughs> and. <laughs> Where the, where the hell's Metroid? What does it's it Metroid mean? Prime 4, dude. That's it. It's
2: obviously Metroid Prime 4. It's going to be like a paper prime. It's going to be Metroid's Paper okay. Prime 4. I could get down mm-hmm. with that.
0: Mm-hmm. The Intelligent Systems is the third developer working on the game now. Mm-hmm. Confirmed.
2: Yeah, and that's why it took so long. Because, we, you know, obviously we needed this, and it needed more time. So, Super Paper Metroid Prime 4. Get ready. You heard it first. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I could get down with that.
0: I really need an RPG. Re-
2: really, though. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, it seems weird and it seems like i'm not one i try not to get involved in like the the rumors or the speculation like ooh, why metroid like the reggie wearing the metroid pin at the game awards that yeah. one year i try not to like do any of that but like
0: it, it seems a little weird right like why metroid
1: yes really weird
0: um so i think the the thing i noticed is in that shot you can also see donkey kong and oh i missed that Goomba head in that So, like, obviously Donkey Kong is a lot closer connected to Mario than Metroid is, but um this kind of reminds me of, like, in the original Paper Mario, how, like, Link and Samus both make cameos. Like, I don't think this necessarily means anything, but the fact that it, like, is featured in the trailer and everything does make it feel like it means something. You know, like, it it feels like a tease or it feels like a thing that they know people would be like, what does that mean? Mm Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. are they doing that just to get to raise excitement, or does it actually mean something? That's a question.
1: Piss off, Metroid fans! I I thought it was particularly cruel that they went with the wording. That's something you don't see every day when it's related <laughs> to Metroid, because you, know, you, you really don't get to see. it You every really day. don't see Metroid no. every day, no. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: That's true. Uh, but yeah, overall, I'm I'm really excited for this game. I am hopeful that it lives up to fans expectations i hope
1: so me too and i'm praying literally praying for a deluxe edition with an origami book and some origami paper so i can make origami princess peach
2: i've always wanted like some sort of like um paper mache amiibo or like just something you know like paper even for color splash i wanted something like that
0: paper mario amiibo when yeah Let's see. Mm. All right. So before we get into our main topic, where we're gonna play a little game this week, uh, we're gonna jump into the mail pot. We've got some some questions here. Uh, so let's let's start with um, this one's from Asobi from last week, which I said we would read. So I'll will give uh, him the first read today. Hey there, Pete, Steve, and DJ. The content. Lewis. Here are my questions for the mail pot. What's your opinion on how next gen information has been released so far? Do you like Xbox's approach of releasing fewer news? Uh, items more frequently or would you rather have one big event with all the news like playstation seems to be doing
1: hmm. i think playstation is taking the real wrong approach with it and and i just i don't get it i really don't get it and the jokes that it, like people like jason try have been making like next week we're gonna see like uh, the picture of a, a cardboard box and next or week the hdmi cable something. or whatever hdmi <laughs> cable it's like Come on, just, like, fucking reveal the thing. It must have been designed and ready by now. And, like, I I personally couldn't care less what the box looks like. It's what the games look like. And we've had, like, a really good look at what they could look like from yeah. Epic Yeah, now the,
0: uh, the Unreal Engine reveal. Yes.
1: And then that's a third-party engine. I cannot wait to see what, like, the likes of Gorilla or the likes of Naughty Dog are able to get out of the the PS4. Because they've had it from PS5. very, very early on. The, yeah the ps5 sorry
0: <laughs> it's all good
1: yeah. um, uh, but but Xbox just seems to be doing a way better job of it like they had that surprise reveal at the game Awards it was like and oh, this is the this is the new Xbox and then it was like this is the name and it seems to be getting the hype up and keeping the fans with them whereas the ps5 is like here's a new controller okay great
0: <laughs> yeah I think I I agree with you that PlayStation's not doing the right thing but I think that the reason that it feels that way so much is because of what xbox is doing because i i wouldn't say that i prefer what xbox is doing like i i greatly prefer um you know the kind of this style event of like how the ps4 was revealed where it's like hey we're gonna reveal the playstation 4 on this date in this two-hour live stream tune in and you'll get all the information that's what i want for both of them um, and it's been really annoying, I think personally, to have these little scraps of information about both of them because it's prolonging the conversation and it's prolonging it in like a annoying bullshit console war way where everyone's just like, oh, Sony's losing already. like Xbox wins, like Xbox about to come. and it's just like, dude, like we haven't even seen the box. We don't know anything about what either of their launch lineups look like. It's way too early to really say anything, but we all want to have those conversations and we're desperate to have those conversations and to have those scraps of information. So it's kind of encouraging that dialogue and that's like my least favorite kind of discourse in video games is like when people who don't know anything and are talking with a limited amount of information are like arguing as if what they're saying is like set in stone. It's facts. This is how it is now. And it's just like we we have so few of the pieces on the board. We don't even know everything about the Xbox yet. And we've seen a ton of it already. So it's like at this point, it's all basically meaningless. You know, like we need to actually see gameplay. We need yes. to know What's coming? We need to know how much they cost. We need to know what the PlayStation Five even looks like. We're so like early days in terms of what what our knowledge base is, and that's unprecedented because by now, like every other console you could think of, in its current you know PR cycle, like we know we knew what the box looked like, or we would be prepping to see it free three like right now, you know, well, so.
1: Sony started all this shit last year though. Last April I I googled it was when they did their interview with Wired where they revealed it was going to have ray tracing and this 3D audio stuff and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And really since then they haven't revealed a lot more. Like Mark Cerny's um, debut kind of just went over the technical details of what they'd already told Wired and it just went into more detail as it was developer focused. The only thing we've really seen is the PS5 logo which Shocker well, the looks controller. like the PS Four logo, and yeah, and the controller, and now the obviously the new PlayStation Studios thing. But to me, it's not that exciting. <laughs> I agree with you. I, mean, I liked I like what they did with the PS Four, and I like what Nintendo did when they revealed the Switch. It was yeah, we're gonna be doing a new console, and then they did that big like see, live show where they revealed basically the whole lineup for the next year. This is what yeah. you can get, and I want that for both of them. See, it's gonna. It's. I think
2: it's really gonna be humbling because speaking of people who don't really know anything. Especially me about next-gen. Um, I, I feel like companies can get very cocky. We saw it with Nintendo coming off the Wii. We saw it with Sony before coming off of the PS2. With, you know, with the Rocky PS3 launch. When you have bad PR leading up to the release of a console, it comes and it bites you in the ass. And it humbles you really quickly. So, you know, if you underestimate the importance of a very strong launch, which Microsoft seems to be keeping the hype alive, it's it's going to bite you, and then, you know, they're going to learn really quick. Nintendo, it happened with them with the Wii U. Sony, it happened with them with the PS3. Microsoft, it c- kind of happens, coming off the
0: 360, the one... I mean, yeah, it happened with the Xbox. I wouldn't say it was necessarily cockiness, yeah. but, like, their PR message was muddled, mm-hmm. and it wasn't received well, and they had to back off and change their course, and, like, they never caught up.
1: Yeah, and, I, and that I could actually happen. think with the Xbox Xbox One, it was just they had the wrong vision. There was the yeah. wrong person in charge who wanted to drum in that whole. It's the center of the living room. It's the media box. It's this that, and the other, and everyone was like, "No, I just want to play games." Like, mm-hmm. yeah, and PlayStation was like, PlayStation. "Gamers first, It's a hundred dollars
0: yeah. less. It's got exclusives. Buy it. <laughs> but that's the thing, right? It's like, I agree with you. Like right now, like the narrative is definitely in Microsoft's favor, and like whether their consoles position better or not is irrelevant right now. Like that's what, that's what the perception is. Mm -hmm. And that does matter at a console launch. The question is, you know, when do we hear more from Sony and does what they have to show us, is it compelling? Cause I think the longer they wait and the longer they, you know, um, allow people to build up this negative will or this negative image of it, the more people will immediately like pull apart whatever they do show us yeah. you know and say like this is bullshit whatever so you know like it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens cuz i don't think that like sony's out by any stretch of the imagination and as we saw with the ps3 like they can come back and win over time if they need to because they have compelling software um so but less I don't
1: know. and less of that software is like if they're going to continue to release them on pc that same argument of why do i buy an why would i buy an xbox or a ps ps4 when i can just play all these games on pc more and more Yeah, of but I don't, I don't think that's analogous
0: cuz like they yeah like horizons on pc and like there are rumors that others are coming and you know but i think like the idea of them being like hey we're going to release last gen's exclusives on pc isn't a reason for you to not buy a playstation no, true. 5
1: i actually think the the reason they they've not really sad matches they just wanted to get the last big games so they've got the ps4 out of the way and when the last of us two and and uh, ghost of Shoshima are out of the way i think that's when they'll be like right all guns blazing for the yeah. ps5
0: like they have marketing they can only put so much marketing effort in certain places and they've had to like put out fires and delay games and like i also think it's worth pointing out that like xbox is a american company and is way more focused You know, like, obviously the headquarters of PlayStation is in America, but, like, there's significant arms that operate in Japan, and we've talked in the past about how Japanese arms of businesses or Japanese businesses are less equipped for the work-from-home reality that we find ourselves in right now. So, like, I know that a lot of, like, presentations and stuff like that have been delayed or canceled or or changed because of resource management. So it's like, you know, it's not an apples-to-apples situation. Um and it's still very much in the air, like what's gonna happen from here?
1: Where are you two both at the moment then where do you think do do you know which one you're gonna get or are you gonna get either
0: i I think I will probably get both long term because I think they both seem compelling um but to me, like the question if it comes down to like one or the other, it's always going to be the playstation and like I think if you're someone who sony's first party exclusive software doesn't speak to you, then maybe that's that's not an open and shut thing like it is for me, but for me it is, you know, like I like, um, third person story driven action games, you know, and that's Sony does that better than anybody for the most part. Uh, like things like horizon two and spider man two and God of war two are all very, very appealing to me. Um, and like, I, I, you know, I want to play those games at launch and be a part of that ecosystem and as cool as microsoft services are like a lot of the stuff that's compelling about it i can get on my pc so for me the xbox is more a thing of convenience than it would be like a platform that i feel like i need to have to be able to play all the big exclusives you know
1: i'm i'm the same as you i'm probably going to get ps5 at launch and the reason is that the uh, microsoft has said that all of the xbox titles that are are coming to series x are going to be playable on xbox one at least for the first year, so I know I'll be able to play any of the games that come out within the next 12 months, and then I can pick up a Series X if I want to. Um, but yeah, what about you, DJ? Are you going to just be sticking with Nintendo Switch?
2: Yeah, I actually think I'm going to stick with my Switch, and like Pete said, I'm actually really happy with what I've been playing on Game Pass for PC. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm very happy with that service, and that's fine. I get really good performance out of the games. I'll play whatever I can't play on the Switch, there, and I'll stick with my Switch. So I'm probably not going to get either, at least at launch.
0: Fair enough. Due to uh, the shortages and everything, it might be pretty tough to get one anyway. Yeah, yeah. I'm not into. Apparently, like, only going to be like five million PS5s at launch. So. Yeah, oh, that. Maybe so, I'll get yeah. like a
2: special edition down the line. You know, when they when they release
0: them that Spider-Man 2, uh, mm. two PS5. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I'll have to get. Have to have I got to have them all matchy-matchy, you know? have to. <laughs> all right, so this is uh, the next question. Let's keep this one quick. Uh, what are your guilty pleasure games? I mean, games that are objectively bad or considered bad by most people that you enjoy a lot. Mine is Earth Defense Force, also known as EDF.
2: Hmm. Ooh, mine I, Mine has to be Ribbit King for the uh, GameCube.
0: Oh. <sighs> i fucking love that game dude i'm right there with you it, that game it didn't review awesome. that
2: great like people like it's not people like but everybody i talked to is like yeah that game's fucking awesome
0: like but the game kicks ass I, I love it i love me uh nice 60 round on 60 on metacritic
2: <laughs> i don't get it everyone i talked to is like yeah that game's fucking awesome i mean the people who have Bring heard of back it, you know not not many people know yeah. about it
1: what about you guys um I, I genuinely have no idea, but like the games I find myself oh, haven't always gone back to are like the theme park, theme hospital games, mm, yeah. Toy Story 2, which I've mentioned many times on the show before. is one of my favorite games of all time. Um, and like a puzzle game called Cooler World, which was also known as Rollaway in the US, I think, mm. where you play as this bouncy ball and you navigate through like a 3D maze. It's not a particularly great game, but um, I have nostalgia for it and it's a guilty pleasure.
0: Cool. I think the game that I that most comes to mind for me is um I don't think it's bad at all. N- not not at all, right? Some a lot of games that are good have bad parts of them. Um I've talked before and I last week on After Dark specifically about how I really like BioWare and Dragon Age 2 a lot of people consider to be like not very good <laughs> or like um and it has some significant problems. Like the game definitely was rushed out and like the ending of it you can tell that like the third act is not as developed as the first and second acts. Um so it's definitely not a game without flaws, but it's a game that I genuinely adore. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I, I will I always go to bat for that game. Like when people are like, Oh, I love Dragon Age, but two mm, I'm like, No, you're wrong, two's better than three. <laughs> Meet me in the streets. So uh, so, this next one comes from Fowlers from the Mailpot. I said, Can we discuss the shit show that is Nintendo Online? Should they be doing more? I see it's been cut from. I see, and he means Smash. I see Smash has been cut from Evo 2020 due to performance issues. Should Nintendo be doing more, or do they just not care about online?
1: Hmm. Evo plays locally, though, right? I don't think. It's probably smashed. this year. Oh, yeah, I don't
0: think that has point. anything. Yeah. I... Oh, that's a good point.
1: This year. That is actually online. probably
0: the reason. This year it's online so that's probably why they're okay, cutting Smash because yeah. it's not in person. So that's that's legit. Um should they be doing more? Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's like not really up for debate. I think Nintendo's online service has always been bad. Um and I think when it was free it was the kind of thing that you could, like, ding them for of, like, man, it really sucks that they're so behind the times. Like, why can't they get it together? But, like, when you're paying for it, I think a lot of people have a tough time swallowing that. And personally – I don't care about $20. I think it's worth it for the access to the Switch, uh, the NES and mm-hmm. Super Nintendo libraries on Switch. When was the last but, time
1: you went back to play those? Like, I, I got my money's worth on those. Maybe I spent, like, an hour in some of the games as they released them. But since then, I've not gone back. It's not really been that compelling for me.
0: I haven't gone back and played anything since I replayed Super Mario World. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean te-
1: stuff like tetris 99 is more compelling for me but you can buy that now but the fact that that was an exclusive was that's awesome. yeah
0: great point so i mean that's i guess that's what i'm saying though right it's like between the time i spent with the nes stuff the time i've spent with the super nintendo stuff how much i i liked uh, tetris 99 like how much i've played animal crossing online i feel like i've got my money's worth i can understand feeling like you haven't
2: mm-hmm. that's that's as, nintendo's like mo for online is for every positive, you can ding it with a completely logical negative that... that And
0: probably two, right? Like, too bad for every good. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs>
1: it, it, it's great. Like, there's five saves. One, one it, at a it, time. It, DJ, go. Yeah.
2: <laughs> this is a hot topic. Um, you know, you could say, hey, the uh, SNES and NES games, yeah, that's totally worth $20. The argument is, yeah, but we could, like, buy what we wanted on virtual console oh, well, you know what? Yeah, the service is bad. Like, I'm lagging. You know, it's just terrible. Yeah, well, at least it was free. You know, so... Yeah,
0: and and uh, fair play, right, with the virtual console thing. I Again, I, I feel like the value is there, but I think the bigger problem is what you're calling out, where, like, the online is not reliable for a lot of games. You know, like, it's fine for Animal Crossing. Um, I think the problems with that games of- online are, like, with the software, not Nintendo's, like, online infrastructure whereas it's like because, smash it's, is like barely playable online still and like that's bullshit
1: it's, it's because all of their online connections are peer-to-peer they don't have a centralized server which it goes through which to me is like what the fuck am i paying for then so i'm paying for you to just match me up with someone and then right. i'm using my internet connection for everyone to come and connect to because mm-hmm. i'm hosting this match and some games, it works flawlessly. Mario Kart 8, for example, mm-hmm. I've, had, I've never had any issues online with that. Splatoon 2, I had very few issues. Yeah. Animal Crossing, I've had very few issues, like you said, other than the software stuff. Like, I've rarely been disconnected. Mm-hmm. But there seems to be games that need that, like, high performance, like Smash, that's the issue. But I, I, I can understand why people are annoyed about that. To me, the most, the most annoying thing is that you're paying for features, but most of the time you don't get them. Cloud saves, for example... Most of the games I'd want them with mm-hmm. doesn't support it. I can't upload my Animal Crossing Island. I can't upload my Pokemon saves. There's but I can't up the cloud save my the tomb progress. There's a bunch of stuff that can't be uploaded to the cloud saves. Why the hell is that included? Um, and and when you look at the competition, like Xbox for example, gives you so much stuff included. Like the cloud storage stuff is included without having to pay. I can do um party chat and stuff without having to pay. And it's only when I want to start playing a non-free to play game online that I have to pay for Xbox Live Gold. And I think Nintendo should probably be doing a little bit more there. Yeah.
0: I think that's fair to say. Yeah. This next one comes from Left Eye Lazy, aka Matt, who asks, Lupots team, please provide an explanation of Xenoblade Chronicles. I don't understand, but I want to. Thanks. <laughs> DJ, can you explain it? You played it, right? A little. Yeah.
2: So it's kind of broad, right? It's kind of like a broad question. Um, it kind of depends. Like the battle system kind of changes slightly from game to game. Like I never played the original, but I, but I played a little bit of X and Xenoblade Chronicles Two. Um, but if you're kind of uh, don't understand the overall concept, um, it's basically a hero that is paired with. Um, almost like a personified weapon called a blade and you collect rare blades and you team up with them and it's kind of like cohesive gameplay and there's like a lot of at least in two like timing um, for combos and stuff like that but it's kind of like an open world rpg you know mixed with a hero that like the point is cohesion with your blade and then the story revolves around um, that person like those
0: big Those big like monster islands and stuff Mm -hmm. too, right? Like, isn't that a whole thing?
2: Yeah, they're kind of like continents in a way, and you like they're alive, but you travel on them, and it it is a little strange. But it kind of depends on what exactly you're not uh, understanding. You know, is it the battle system? Is it the concept? Um, It's it's good. It's really good. Um, It's very open world JRPG. Um,
0: That's your shit, Matt. I think you'll like it. (laughs) <laughs> hey, if they, if that's your shit, if that's your shit, <laughs> yeah.
1: What's the difference? Um, one thing I, I like. What's the difference between like Xenoblade Chronicles and Chronicles Two and X? Like, is X like an offshoot? Is it part of the same? They all have different characters, right? Yeah, they're they're different characters. There's
2: not much like lineage. Um, there's like kind of.
0: Are they all like set in the same universe or?
2: I think they might be, but there's more like homage than anything. Like X is very mech based, um, whereas one and two are more like you're actually kind of a human and you're Okay. It, like it's, it's X is like kind of I don't want to say an offshoot, but it, it is very different than one and two. Like two, one and two are more alike than X is to either of them.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I'd imagine we're probably it's probably like Mega Man, and we're probably gonna see like a Xenoblade Chronicles X two, probably at some point then.
0: Whoa! Apparently, this is part of a broader universe called Xeno. Xeno Gears, yeah. Great... The Xeno oh, Gears shit. games
1: were were before Xenoblade.
0: and they were made from their.
1: Uh... Oh, Xeno Saga as well. Xeno Saga. Yeah, and they yeah, were yeah.
0: Square. They were Square yeah.
2: games. Yeah. Interesting.
1: Yeah, it's cool lore. Like, it's,
2: it's you know, if that's kind of your your style. It's hit or and miss. And then
0: Takahashi. Me. Okay. And then he when, he, when Nintendo bought Monolith Soft, he started... Okay. Interesting. It's interesting. <laughs> I don't really understand it either, Matt. I gotta tell you, it's very confusing.
1: <laughs> I just, I see the JRPG with giant swords and I just, I walk away from it because I know it's not for me.
0: So here's what it says on, here's what it says on Wikipedia about the universe. It says the games in the franchise do not share any direct connections it's heavily implied that the universes are somehow linked mm-hmm. uh and that the colossal titans hmm are the setting hmm interesting okay yeah, they're like living yeah, they're all, continents. They're all different. It's it's it's. it's I, I understand why you had a hard time succinctly explaining it because it seems very confusing. It's something <laughs> you just have to
2: like sit down and play, and it's just like an open world JRPG that bases itself around you with a personified weapon, and you like yeah. explore cohesiveness with with your blade. So continents and mechs and stuff, whatever. But, you know right. that's so this lore. One comes from...
0: You'll you'll understand it when you play it. <laughs> so uh, this one comes from Ram. Do you think the Tony Hawk remaster will come to Switch? If it did, would it still look better than the original?
2: (laughs) That's a funny question. I I don't think it'll come to Switch. I don't think it would hit as hard. Like, they would have had to have announced that it was coming with the other, you know, remastered versions for it to even make a difference. I don't think it's going to come to Switch. And even if it did, I don't feel like it would hit as hard.
0: That's interesting. I don't think we'll see it, but I don't think, I think if it came to Switch, it would sell well. Like, yeah, it would sell well. I can't, my, my I can't thing see is, like
2: it. I can't. Why? <laughs> I just don't think like because it's it's a nostalgia play, right? Like I I would play it because I played the N64 Tony Hawk's, but like I can't see you know, Jimmy John going to Target 12, never played it before and saying, wow, that's Tony Hawk. He's going to be like, who the hell is Tony Hawk? He doesn't, they don't know I Tony Hawk. You know,
1: do you know what? DJ's 100% right. I showed this to Macaulay and McCauley was like, I don't fucking know what that is.
0: <laughs> well, yeah.
1: I, I mean, I, I think that younger
0: gamers probably won't connect with it, but like, I don't think that matters. Like, I think like the nostalgia fuel market is like a huge market. And like, I think to me You only need to look at, like, Crash Bandicoot and Spyro and how they have sold on Switch to think that there'd be an audience for it. And I think people who bought it at the original launch would probably rebuy it. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I think, will it come? I don't think so. Because I think that they, like, when you look at the graphics, it has, like, a very realistic kind of style. And, like, I just, I think they'd really have to turn it down to get it on Switch. And, I mean, maybe they will. Like, again, Activision published... The Ensane trilogy and the Spyro trilogy and both of those oh All right, no. They didn't publish Crash, maybe, but they definitely did Spyro. Um and those were games that came out later mm-hmm. on Switch. They got they got ports later when they could get it down to thirty FPS and make graphical compromises and whatever you have to and do. And it does so, look better like, than the original. It could. It definitely could.
2: Yeah,
1: I would happily take another game in this play in its place for Switch, and that is Disney's Exc- Extreme Skate Adventure. Get out of here! <laughs> I all school, he Disney game. Extreme Also,
0: Skate. I was right. The Ant trilogy is also an Activision published game, so
1: maybe it will. I just can't. I can't see Tony. D- Hawk Disney's like being... Extreme Skate Adventure is also an Activision game, so that could also. What a oh, you heard it We'll here. have to. We'll have to get it back. <laughs> yeah, oh of God. course. And Ridiculous. it's made by Toys for Bob. They made the they made the two um, Spyro and Crash ports. My God, I could go for it.
0: Vicarious Visions is developing this game too. You know what? Oh, shit. Maybe it is going to come to Switch.
1: Vicarious I Visions, changed my mind. You know, I think it is the, coming to Switch. They they did the Game Boy Color version for Tony Hawk's right. Vicarious Visions. Uh,
0: maybe I don't know. I uh, they are m- most known for doing the. I mean, recently, anyway. The Crash Bandicoot, Insane Trilogy, and the CTR remaster, they did both of those, and they're doing okay. this. So the fact that they got both of those games on Switch hmm. could happen. Uh, so Chewie asks, do you think Tony Hawk will reinvigorate the Ska genre and lead to more skate punk games? Those are two very unrelated questions, but you hit me right where I live, so I'm going to answer them. Uh, <laughs> no and yes. Skatebird. Skateboard. I think if this game sells well, we'll get more Tony Hawk. That's my thing. Yeah. I think this is them testing the waters and proving that they can give us the game that we want, similar to how they gave us the Insane Trilogy. And then we're like, oh, people really want this. Here's Crash Team Racing. And apparently they're working on a new Crash game. So I would bet we'll see a similar trajectory where if this hits, maybe they do another remaster and they do like three and four. And then eventually, I want we Underground.
1: Get- I want underground.
0: I want underground so bad. Me so too. bad. I'd fight a motherfucker for a fucking underground rematch. That's my favorite one. <laughs> that's that's my favorite one by a, by mm-hmm. a country mile. <laughs> All right. So that's 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 it for now. Uh we do have one other question but I'm going to save it for after dark cuz I want to get into the main topic. So mm. uh DJ, roll that theme music.
2: Uh Doodle, <laughs> Let's game that
0: too. Yes, Parker. <laughs> uh, oh, love it. Legendary. Thank you so much, Parker, from the Fanatic Store podcast for that, <laughs> that spirited, inspired jingle. Uh, you are you are a king among men. So, Steve, you created this game. You are leading this yes. game. DJ and I are the contestants. I'm going to kick it to
1: you. What are we playing? So I had this idea, idea and I've been slowly collecting all the K.K. Scouts. Uh, not K.K. Scouts. K.K. slider, KK's. slider I, I, sense songs. Spoiler. I sense a I sense a coup. All the K.K. Slider songs in Animal Crossing, so I thought it would be fun to see if either of you can guess uh, a variety of them. These are the performances that K.K. Slider does when he comes to your island. So they are slightly different from the actual recording versions. Oh. The same rules as uh, the the other game that we play. Um, name, name that, that game. game. This is, is game that tune. You, this is game that tune. You have to say your name in order to buzz in, and then uh, guess the track. If you don't, I guess just want to say I
0: hate that rule. I feel like we should just talk, and whoever gets in first, no. you decide. You're the judge. <laughs> That's personally. All I my know feeling.
1: is I'm get I'm
2: gonna get slaughtered.
0: We'll see. I don't know how well I'm gonna do. it. I'm, this I'm more in <laughs> tune with
2: like the uh, hourly tracks and not KK's tracks, but we'll see. Sure.
1: Okay. Yeah. I
0: There's no universe way. where I would guess the the times right either, though. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's just see. we'll see how we do. I I think we're okay. both gonna do tarot. Oh, That's my thing.
1: <laughs> okay. Are you ready? For, are you ready for the first one? Yeah. Yeah. Hit us with the first one. Okay. There we go. let get-
0: Oh, I know this one. This I, one mean, I
2: know it too. I'll I'll take a swing, DJ. Yep. Uh, KK Cafe. No.
0: Yeah. No idea. God, I don't know! Like that's the thing, like I know the song. I can hum the melody. I don't know I don't know which one it is. Yeah. Oh, I think I might know what it is. Is it
1: Is it KK? Blue That's a good six No. <laughs> No. It was a good guess. It did start with KK, so let it (laughs) go. KK funk? No. No. It's KK Cruising. Fuck!
0: Son of a bitch! I should have
1: guessed that. Damn it! Damn it. (laughs) what is- Chloe if Chloe's listening to
0: this episode, she's screaming at the top of her lungs somewhere. Yeah.
1: Okay, you ready for the next one? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, this is bad. This is bad already. <laughs> Song number two, Pete. Yep. It's KK Ska.
1: It's KK <laughs> He's doing the upbeats. Wow. <laughs> no, me,
0: oh, me, that, cool. that. <laughs> yeah, man. No, me, we, we. Oh, me, oh, me. Wait, wait. Wait, no.
1: <laughs> 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 okay, so number three. I had
0: to get that one right, right? I you mean...
1: did.
2: Mm. <laughs> I know it, I just don't know the name. It fucking sucks. This is
0: one of the ones... Can you give us a clue?
1: This is, is this a is. secret song, okay. DJ, and this is one of the ones. Animal City. It's Animal City. Yes.
0: Fuck! Nice. <laughs> Good. All right. All right. It's a game. We're tied Fuck now.
1: You. <laughs> okay. Song number four. Uh, me not, me not, me.
0: Oh shit! What the fuck was that? <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't. Know. I have I
2: don't no clue. Know. I'll take
1: a, I'll take a swing, <laughs> DJ. Okay. So
2: like Forest KK? No. Yeah. Figures.
1: This is one of the songs that doesn't have KK in the name.
0: Okay. Hmm. Uh, is it two weeks? No. That's the only one I can think of that doesn't have K, so K To me, right. this, does, right. this
1: does not sound anything like the recording.
0: What is like, it? Is it I Love it's You?
1: The K-Funk. Fuck. What is it? K-Funk.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah, this doesn't sound like that at all. Okay. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I know, right?
1: Okay. It's ridiculous. All right. Okay.
0: <laughs> I can't believe you hit us with the performed. Like, here's the fucking kicker. Steve told us we were doing this two weeks right. ago And he's like you guys can practice So like I've been listening to the actual KK songs not the live versions
1: <laughs> In fairness I needed I couldn't find, a hint to I couldn't find all the songs That weren't the performances
0: Yeah okay do you have another one?
1: I do I have we many need a many breaker. more I have many many more <laughs> And then we'll do Then we'll do some requests uh, Okay that's Requests what do you mean? <laughs> You can know, ask, me, ask me for a song And I'll put it on
0: No we're not just gonna listen to KK songs
1: What are you talking about Oh my god Oh my god Oh there was one called DJ KK I didn't know that Yeah mm-hmm. Okay This is the tiebreaker I don't hear anything
2: Oh uh, DJ
0: Pete Pete uh this is KK Forest.
1: No it isn't. Oh no, fuck no DJ, it's not no Welcome Horizons. It is Welcome Woo! Horizons! Shit! Shit!
0: Why? <laughs> Forest is the original animal-causing theme! No! Oh, I just felt it slip slide right through my fingers. <laughs> Oh uh, all right, well. That, that My heart is pounding. <laughs> DJ, you're officially the first ever champion of Game That Did Two? you let me win? Let's roll that theme music again.
1: Let's Game
0: That 2. Thank you so much, Parker. All right, so that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the podcast. Uh, remember, uh, thank you for joining us. And remember, if you want to show your support, give us a like uh, on your audio platform of choice. Subscribe to the RSS feed so you know when the show goes live every Monday morning. Share it with a friend. If you have a friend in your life who likes Nintendo and uh, goofing around and you think they'll enjoy the show, let them know we're out here and that uh, you like what we do if you want to connect with us all around the web, remember you can follow at loop Pots on Twitter and Instagram, head over to loop or, uh, visit us on our YouTube or Twitch channels where again, every Monday, Steve's been streaming every Thursday. Me and DJ have been hitting up animal crossing. We hope you'll come join us, show your support, give us some of them sweet Twitch prime subs. And, uh, you can also head over to our Discord if you want to connect uh, with some of the other pots heads in the community. Chat with us. Get your thoughts right on the air in our MailPot segment, just like all those other fine folks did, uh, which you can also write in to me at PeteAtLoopPots.com like we did if you want to get your thoughts read there. Uh, and then last but not least, head over to Patreon.com slash where if you get us at that $1 level, you'll get access to our Patreon-exclusive show, After Dark, which we're about to go do right now. So we'll catch you next week for another episode of The podcast.